started like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, like 10 minutes ago. Ladies and gentlemen, variations thereof, welcome to the Selectives Lorecast, a casual underscores podcast. Mm, what are we talking about today? Oh, that's right. <laughs> kind of diseases. Kind of yeah. kind of the flu, kind of the the shit that you talk about during COVID. Like it's yeah. the only thing we talk about. It's the only thing that's happening right now. This, um, this is how we get the views, my friend. My name is Rotten Deadite, and with me today are people who are not told what order to go in, as usual. I'll go first. Um, my name is Felix, also known as Bono Hana Masaishi on Discord and on Reddit. I am James, also known as Aramethius, pretty much everywhere. And I'm Andrew, also known as the White Guar, also pretty much everywhere. <laughs> it's also pretty much everywhere. And if you find me elsewhere as something other than Rotten Deadite, you haven't found me because that ain't me. <laughs> Okay, then. So, um, it just works. Bar- barring like, you know, my mouse is on Felix. Hi, Felix. My mouse is over you. All right. Oh, Not anymore. Okay. Thank you, Captain. Good job. <laughs> um, so, uh, barring like, uh, any sort of like, you know, relatively minor infections, there are, to the best of my knowledge, two major disease outbreaks in Tamarillic history. The in order uh, would be the Nahatan flu, Nahatan flu, and the Thracian plague. We kind of talked a little bit about the Thracian plague when we did our slowed cast some months ago. I I don't think we ever did a slowed cast. Well, it kind of happened in. They got talked about a lot in the Somerset cast. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, so what? Uh, so what we've got now is we're just going to kind of kind of try to talk about like diseases in general. Um, and before we kick this off, I, I, I want to kind of cover the fundamentals about health in Tamriel because there's still a lot of debate among fans on exactly how health works in Tamriel. About considering the fact that I mean. If you mm. okay, so once again, I'm going to remind everybody. Um, we do this every couple of uh, casts. I have to. I have to bring this up. Um, the original, one of the original sort of meta pitches for the Elder Scrolls games was that they were about a real place, a real dimension, a real reality that the developers were reading about from actual Elder Scrolls that they had in their basement. And then they were interpreting those events into a video game for the investors who were Daedric Princes. And <laughs> as a sort of a uh, sacrifice for, you know, uh, converting the world of Tamriel, which works on magic and doesn't have things like physics and biology, yeah. they would make certain sacrifices for the, uh, uh, for the masses so that the uh, people, the customer, could understand what was going on. And among those sacrifices were things like um, explaining stuff like health potions and so on, um, which we don't have any evidence to su- suggest that health potions are a mechanic purely of the games and do not exist in the Elder Scrolls universe. So we have to assume, therefore, that there it is possible to get stabbed in the gut by somebody and then drink something out of a out of a, a flask, and then all that wound just heals back almost instantaneously or very quickly, depending on which game you're playing. Yeah. So obviously, a lot of fans see this happen, and uh, because we're Elder Scrolls fans, we read way way too much into absolutely everything. So the first question that starts to come to mind is, um. 
does do healing potions also counteract cellular deterioration like you would get for you know age and uh organ failure and etc etc do they heal back severed limbs it is not in the scope of this cast to discuss this but we have um uh partially because there's a lot of conflicting information on both ends yes so um what we do need to consider is that we have what appear to be definite records of um, communicable diseases in the Elder Scrolls universe. So we have to assume that diseases in some way, shape, or form work or operate in a similar way to the way that they do in real life. If that's the case, my question to you guys is this. Can you think of any way that diseases could work in the Elder Scrolls universe or any fictional universe for that matter that doesn't involve microorganisms? Corpus. Um, hmm? Corpus. Corp. Great example. And in fact, actually, that dawned on me, we're, we're actually going to have to talk about the corpus disease as well. Yes, we are. Absolutely, we are. Um, <clears throat> I wish I'd thought of that because I, I was thinking about that before the cast, and I don't know why I didn't mention Although- it in the intro. I, although is um, is corpus actually does, does it actually fit our categories because it's not communicable? Right. Uh, it's I communicable mean, from Dagoth to everybody. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. it's it's as I've I always saw corpus as a um, I, mean, I guess how how conspiracy theorists see five G right now. <laughs> it's, it's it's transmitting and giving everybody cancer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so oh, okay. in that way it's it's transferring from one source to to yep. others and in that way is communicable um mm-hmm. i mean it's not i mean i i don't think i mean i was always when i played marwin when i was younger uh i was always mm-hmm. terrified to catch corpus from the corpus beasts i don't know if yeah, it's i remember possible. that yeah i don't, I don't know that's actually possible um, no, yeah, I don't because think it is. because because catching Corpus is part of the main storyline when you fight mm-hmm. Dagoth Gares. Yeah, um, and he just gives it to you. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. Um, <laughs> it doesn't uh, help that um, it doesn't help that they um, kind of confused Corpus and blight diseases in general. You can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, it seemed it seemed to me that the two were <clears throat> were at, at at least separate similar, to a yeah. point. Like, um, yeah. you know, blight diseases are just really bad diseases. In right. which case, because the blight diseases were still caused by um, by Red Mountain to a degree, because the blight was their right. was their basic thing. Yeah. So can we? So can okay. we assume to some degree that um, that diseases, particularly if we take the conspiracy theorists' thoughts that the Mahatan flu was created by an Argonian shaman, um, that yeah, it's that. some way uh, that it's some way of in of disrupting or altering magicka within a being rather than microorganisms. Yeah, well, that's, that's a really good, that, that's a, that's a really good example. If you, if you consider, um, real life diseases to be the malfunctioning of the body at, by the, with, uh, uh, the malfunctions of the body caused by the invasion of a, uh, entity of a, of an organism, then um, you could easily consider uh, diseases in the Elder Scrolls universe to be malfunctioning of the magical structure that you know um, that creates a hu- an organism as a, a human being or otherwise. Yeah. So th- this was actually something that I really did a bunch of research into. Um, and to answer your question, Chris, of if it's possible 
um, to explain disease in a way that doesn't involve microbes? The answer is emphatically 100% yes, in part because of um, uh, what James was pointing out with the not sure if the Kanan or Kanahan or Kanan, however you want to pronounce it, and by an Argonian shaman. Um, There's also the fact that the Slode created the Thracian plague, and there are some uh, people who also suggest that Periite, who I'm sure we'll talk about a fair bit this stream, um, was actually responsible for helping them create that. Ooh. Additionally, Cerebane, using a magical ring, was able to cure a lot of people who had been infected yeah. with the Thracian plague yeah. um, throughout like that general area. So Somerset Isles, Valenwood, Colovia, Southern Hammerfell, etc. Um, additionally, there are three ways to cure disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess kind of four, which I'll get to because I just found it very funny um, from my experiences. But basically, there's three main ways of um, curing diseases. Drinking a potion of cure disease, um, praying at an altar or a shrine to have your mm-hmm. diseases carried away by divine essence, which again reinforces this theory. Mm-hmm. Or you cast a spell called cure disease, which is from the Restoration School of Magic. Right. So right Which there, is a legitimate school of magic. Yeah, I never said it wasn't. Don't attack the messenger. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that this just lends further credence to that theory of, yeah, it's absolutely possible to have disease as a sort of, oh, the curse, the blight of the land upon ye. Without it being, it's actually just microbes. It's like, you know, a little bacteria in the ash of Red Mountain. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so there is that, but also in oblivion, the by far cheapest most effective way of curing disease was eating a shit ton of mandrake root. It's <laughs> everywhere you find it. It's just like, yeah, here it's cheap. It grows everywhere. It's, oh no, I'm sick. Home. I've been fighting in a swamp for a day. Home. Okay, I'm fine now. It, instead of having to go to a way shrine, pay money, you mm-hmm. know, buff up your alchemy. You didn't have to do any of that. You could just consume mandrake root and you'd get better. And by also doing that, by consuming it, it was boosting your alchemy anyway so for me that was that was one of my cheats of oblivion it's, oh no i'm sick you demand drake root it works uh. that's kind of um i'm assuming that they're, they're kind of taking real world mandrake root as the kind of the sole source of it i can't i can't remember what the mandrake root from oblivion actually looked like but they kind of it took similar to a lotus flower actually but like kind of purplish Mm, but it's, it was more the root that's the thing, because the reason that mandrake root in this world was considered mystical, or part of it anyway, was that they associated it with looking like a child, looking like yeah. a child in the womb, sort of thing. So it was kind of grow. It was it was you were, cons- was you were consuming shape, some yeah. sort of fairy child or something. I'm just wondering if there was a similar justification in the Elder Scrolls anywhere. Um, not like. that I've heard, but I'm assuming they expected us because we're all nerds to make that connection. Yeah, I just think of Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> that, that too. Yeah, I remember thinking that in Oblivion. Yeah, never seen. Oh God, what is wrong with us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, ha- Harry Harry Potter was drawing on that older. Mm. Uh, and yet, correct me if I'm wrong, but we all have, uh, like, you guys are all married or have girlfriends or something, right? Yeah, so you married, see, kids, yeah. you can be a nerd and still find love and happiness. <laughs> 
It's uh, possible. Yeah. Uh, I would argue it's because of my nerdiness. I yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Same. I mean, that's, that's how I got the current lady friend I'm with. Um, <laughs> like, Hi, I'm a okay. huge nerd. She's like, cool. Yeah. But so my, my question uh, in kind of the disease analog with, with magic and so on is how do you get the transmission is the thing. Because right. the heart and flu is very explicitly um, it, the containment stuff. It almost sounds like cholera or the Black Death and how they're containing it, as in kind of burning everyone's clothes mm-hmm. and um, and leaving people on board ships. So there's so there, there's a degree of something close to natural disease communication. Mm-hmm. If if disease is magic are based, how does that work? Do does that mean does that mean that people emanate magicka? <laughs> Um, well, um, you can if you consider. Uh, I'll put it to you this way: if you consider diseases to be related magically in the school of magicka in theory, basically to curses, yeah, then it's not. It doesn't go on beyond like curses themselves are are intelligent spells. Um, you can cast a curse on a thing, and it will infect people who contact who come in contact with it. You can cast a curse on someone who performs a task. And, uh, you know, if you if you if you remove this, you know, uh, um, phylactery from my tomb, then you will be cursed for a thousand, et cetera, et cetera. That's an intelligent spell. That's a spell that has a logic to it. So the idea of a disease just being effectively a a smart and belligerent curse kind of makes a lot of sense to me. You know, it's just it's a it's a magical spell that. The, the the curse properties of which are spread to people who are nearby or spread by rat bites or spread yeah. on fleas yeah. or something. Does, I'm, I'm thinking more along the lines of um, of it being about an aura of, of magicka. I mean, if we go into like, you know, Middle Eastern um, or, or not Middle Eastern, but but uh, Eastern philosophy and everyone's got an aura and and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you when you take into account like detect life spells um, and that kind of thing, I mean, maybe that's what we're seeing is that mm-hmm. aura of magicka. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, I mean, maybe getting too close to the aura of someone who is tainted with a disease, it can tr- uh, transfer into your aura, mm-hmm. and so now it's you know mm-hmm. kind of like uh, you know if 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 you have you know. A, a drop of red water and a drop of of regular water, and you let them touch. Like some of that red's going to transfer into that other bubble, you know. Um, is, is that is that you like confused? Does that make sense? <laughs> no, I, I I thought we were going to start talking about you know uh, new age treatments or something. Like that. Uh, okay. Water <laughs> I mean, is a memory, and it can because yeah. I have a lot of notes no. here. But um, to Andrew's point about transferring an aura. Um, uh, these sort of intelligent spells can also very much um, be transferred by someone who's willing to take on the curse, like we see during the trials of the Crusader in Oblivion. Remember where it's like um, yeah. that person who, uh, like their ancestor, had um, like, like struck slaps, down like a homeless a, person or something. Or, or, the then temple. they ki- didn't they kill a beggar? Was that what it was? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was something like that. And so all their descendants yeah. were cursed. And it you you can take on that curse, um, so that that can be another form of I guess unofficial contract of spreading disease. Um, mm-hmm. And as we've also seen, whether like I I think we can't just look at this in purely terms of um, 
Magica as uh, the source of all forms of disease and everything. It could also be, you know, microbial. We have lots of fungus and things. Creatures have always carried diseases. diseases. So I think there's some disease um, carried by skeevers and in some mission in ESO, if you like, you'll, you'll catch this disease while you kill off a bunch of rats. It's like, oh, you've been infected by such and such thing, which happens if you fight rats for too long. And it's like, okay, you know, you fight bears in the wilderness in um, Skyrim, you contract bone break <clears throat> fever. So there can definitely be some microbes. It can also be a magica thing. Um, in terms of trying to hybridize these two, we could probably look at our actual in in real life historical evidence of um, the earliest concept of the ether and how mm. people thought that mm -hmm. that was going to be the medium that uh, carried magica and curses and pathogens and energy and for, you know, like it, it was actually the ether that caused uh, flames to rise up and burn, right? So again, lack of understanding, but that was a very popular theory for centuries of, yeah, that's how all this stuff happens. So we could have mm -hmm. a version of that especially if we think in terms of the sun in the Elder Scrolls world is mag is basically the big giant fuck you hole Magnus tore in the sky. Mm -hmm. And that allows, I think it's Magicka to enter yeah. the world or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it comes from Magicka is just the bits of Magnus that were left behind depending yeah. on who you are. Yeah. Like, so, so yeah. that can be its own sort of, ah, Steve, because of the, the sunlight, that's how this, these things are spreading, which is why we need the special school of restoration magic to make the people better again. And also, yeah, here, eat this because it's, it's it's good for you, right? It's kind of like how kale is healthy for you, but that mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's going to cure cancer, right? Like, no. I mean, I, I, I yeah. always saw I always saw Magicka as as the the barest energy in in the Elder Scrolls. I mean, it's it's um. You know, I've talked a lot about souls, and I missed the souls cast a few weeks ago. Um, but um, <clears throat> uh, I mean, I, I I always saw that the uh, the animus is basically uh, refined or concentrated magica, and that allows for the animation of of all things that are animate, dogs mm -hmm. and people and rats and whatever. Right. And so. Um, you know, and, and so when we enchant things, we're using that energy to imbue that that concentrated magica into an item, which allows us to create whatever effects we want. Um, and so the idea that magica comes from the sun, uh, you know, and and it operates kind of like it does in real life. Uh, sunlight gets absorbed by plants. Uh, the plants uh, you know, photosynthesize. That they they have that energy. Animals eat that those plants. They yeah, get so that it's like energy. Magica energy. It's, it's, uh, yeah, so I mean, same kind of thing, um, but I mean, when talking about diseases, I mean that that would be the the uh, praxis by by which those diseases work. Also, mm -hmm. uh, so I, the magic isn't necessarily good or bad. I mean, you can use electricity to light your home, or you can use it to to fry someone's brain in an electric chair. I mean, that's it, there, there's no real necessary mm. morality to it. It just it it just is. It's how you use it that matters. Right on. Yeah. I do yeah. want to bring up Doc's um, contribution from chat. Me too. I was just about to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really good. I, I was kind of having this kind of going through a similar parallel thought process that um, kind of if 
Um, I was kind of th- thinking back to the whole curses as intelligent spells and so on. Like, do we do we then are we then going to say that um, the common diseases are just really really old curses that have kind of exceeded their original programming? Um, <laughs> they're literally viruses. Yeah, <laughs> they're, li- they're literally some sort of vo- some sort of virus. If you're going to think about it that way, um, but also in that, um, I was thinking that. If that's if that's the case, then you kind of need some sort of system for doing that, or some some place for those things to originate from. But um, and mm-hmm. Doc's thing was saying that um, if Periite is the master of diseases and the lower orders of oblivion, you could possibly start attributing diseases to Daedra. Yeah, um, yeah, like maybe diseases yeah. are Periite's Daedric servants. Yeah, yeah. maybe one, maybe instead of them being curses, maybe diseases are closer to the summoning schools. You know? Not not gonna lie, in my head, as soon as I said that, I mentioned periite and disease. I just got this image in my head of LJ just you know busy somewhere, and then yeah. it just like suddenly <laughs> drops everything he's doing, and he looks at me and says, "Someone's <laughs> wrong on the internet." <laughs> like, I don't know, but. <laughs> Someone somewhere saying something stupid about Periite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, I really like the idea of. Uh, I, I think that's probably one of my favorite things that I've heard so far. That the idea that um, yeah. that diseases yeah. are sort of like um, uh, very malicious and simplistic spirits. Um, because it the the, the it makes it it. It fits in with like the 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 semi intelligent nature of diseases that they spread only under certain conditions, and so it attributes an intelligence to them. So um, I wonder, would, would would that make them Elnafe? No. What? No. Point. No more than a than than if Daedra were Elnafe or De, or Daedroths, yeah. I should say. Is a scamp Elnafe? Going to run with the idea that. Um, that um, that it's Daedric just for a second. That kind of ties back to what you were saying, Andrew, about um, about souls and the like. Because mm-hmm. De- De- um, Daedric Animus is, or they De- um, they are they just have Animus, but there's also if you think about what the towers are supposed to do with chaotic creation, they they cut they kind of channel and refine creation into something usable. So if you get exposure to Oblivion creation. Then you're going to have mutational effects, if you like. So that mm. that's that's kind of my thinking that that these interactions of these lesser daedra um, could potentially be the cause be the cause of disease simply because the book because Mundus isn't built to cope with that sort of raw creation to that degree. It, it would explain why Adric shrines cure diseases yeah. as well yeah. because yeah. it's an yeah. Adric versus Daedric energy. Yeah, yeah. the towers. The towers are responsible for keeping us in a dreamlike state and avoiding us from seeing the truth. Wake up, sheeple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those 5G towers. Um, <laughs> Adamant- uh, I mean, it's called Adamantine Tower, right? So. It look, 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 look kind of like mm-hmm. like this, maybe. Oh. <laughs> but that would, that would also explain why Periite is down to ordering the lower orders of oblivion and disease. Because they could also be one and the same thing. If you're talking about the mm-hmm. some of the most inconsequential daedra, um, so to speak, that they don't really have enough of a presence of their own apart from their impact. <laughs> in, in, instead of yeah. microbes and like bacteriophages, it's just tiny little dromora inside your bloodstream. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like that, like, like that, like that one scene in uh, uh, Army of Darkness. <laughs> 
Yes. Okay, so, yeah. all, so all of those kind of chi- all of those kind of children things, um, those children shows that showed all them, all, um, all them, all the antibodies and everything else as kind of soldiers and whatever. <laughs> yeah, those are Dramora happening inside. That's everyone literal. Inside. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> happening. Yeah. Um, oh, no. um, so well, let, oh, let's ahead. let's let's stray a little bit into um, specifics here. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at the UESP entry for the Notton flu, Nahatton flu. Which is, by the way, a really well-written article. Um, I was particularly impressed by how they made a connection between the, the uh, Nahatan flu and the uh, beginning of the Seven Banners War, uh, the Three Banners War, excuse me, which is um, really smart. Um, yeah, because it, it killed off just the right guy so that, um, uh, what's his name, King Emmerich, Emmerich. Uh, could then ascend to the throne and make the decisions that he made to, yeah. Um, so... So, uh, and, and yeah, um, the idea that the, uh, Nahatan flu was caused by the hiss, by the hissed, excuse me, I'm playing a lot of control. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense, uh, in the respect that in, in, well, I, I don't know if it makes a lot of sense, but I like the tone of it. I like the theory because I like the idea of the hissed, um, attacking, um, uh, Tamriel indirectly. Because I mean, the hist the hist interacts very indirectly with uh, everything everything except Argonians. So the idea that yeah. the the hist would attack using um, something like a disease makes a lot of you know it, it makes a lot of sense to me. It fits the idiom, I suppose you could say. Yeah, um, I just did want to clarify though that the the, the Argonians do get the Nahatan flu, but it's much much milder. Yeah, There's, they, they call right. it something else, um, and it's and. In one of the Lawmaster's archives, one of them literally says, "Like it's it's just such a shame that you suffer so much from this blah, blah, blah condition." And yeah, it just sounds so much. Because like, frankly, it's just a mild inconvenience to us. We're so yeah. sorry. <laughs> um, okay, but um, on that note, that actually brings me to something that I did want to talk about this cast, ooh. which is why and how are Argonians, Bosmer, vampires, and werewolves naturally resistant to disease? <laughs> For vampires and werewolves, I'd say that's just a matter of of game mechanics. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, could it I, also? I mean, could we not also, you know, get real nice and nerdy with it and well, say something I, about like sure? But Gaedra? I mean, I mean, well, I mean that's that, where exactly where I was going to go with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, because I mean, from from the developer's perspective, I mean, it's a lot easier to Red guards too. Okay. Well, what well, this, uh, this Redguards I, have like seventy five percent disease resist, whereas Argonians and Bosmer have like. Well, I think they, I, I think Redguards have a higher poison resistance than. Okay, right. That's disease it. resistance. Um, anyway, because poison uh, is for women. <laughs> what the uh, fuck? <laughs> no, that, that's literally one of the reasons that's made um, with with regards to why Redguards have um, a, a higher poison resistance is because. Um, poison I, in some obscure text is referred to as um, a tool of noble women or like spurned women or something like that. Oh, okay. And so there's this, uh, yeah, I know, right? It's kind of dumb, <laughs> but anyway, um, it, it's basically kind of inferring that there's a higher poison resistance because if you're to die in any way, it should be honorably with a sword in your hand or something like that. That's that's what I think they're trying to infer. It's just said in a really dumb way. Mm. Like yeah. clear alcohol is um, cool. for rich women on diets. Yeah. Well, but yeah, uh, anyway, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so so what I was what I was saying is is um I mean say the developers are 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 like okay well our player character is a vampire 
we don't really have a way for the vampirism to handle lycanthropy as well. Mm-hmm. So let's just let's just add an immunity to diseases, call it done and over with. Well, also yeah. lycanthropy yeah. and and vampirism are both spread like diseases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the idea is that it, there, it doesn't make you immune to disease. It's just that the disease that you have is so ridiculously powerful that it expels other diseases. Yeah. 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 Or, 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 if you're going to go along with the Daedric route, exactly. yeah. then, um, then you're, you're already attuning yourself to a Daedra. <laughs> your your territory has been that. claimed, boy. Yeah, <laughs> which, me, which means that you've, which means that you're all, that, that further Daedra influence doesn't have bad effects on you. It, it it grants immunity because you're already down the rabbit hole, and kind of got mm. one foot in, one foot in one foot in Mundus and one foot in Oblivion, which is enough to inoculate you against further I, I can see that, Yeah, but then how does that bring us back to um, the the other part of that question, which is why and how are Argonians and Bosmer so disease resistant? Is it is is that like their attempt at oh because they're in tropical environments? It could be. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think I think for Argonians the the um the reasoning was that they live in the Black Marsh and there's so many diseases there anyway that they're just oh, naturally... also they're they're aliens though. So. Yes. Well, that, 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 that too. But <laughs> yeah, like I, they're I, literal I aliens. I'm pretty sure in in the uh in the the, the old booklet you get in. Morrowind. Hold on, I happen to have one right here. I'm pretty hey. sure. Hey, look at that for for Xbox. Um, I'm pretty uh, sure it says that because. Oh yeah, no, I I wanted to play it on my 360. Uh, let's see. Um, they're well suited for treacherous swamps, their homeland, and have developed natural immunities to the diseases and poisons that have doomed many would-be explorers of the region. Wow. Okay, that's, so it's just because they live in Black Marsh, they've built stuff up. Uh, yeah, that's uh, according to you know the 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 game's manual. Um, yeah. Sadly, I am not Jonathan, so my Bosmer lore is severely lacking. But um, for the Bosmer, then, does their disease resistance have something to do with the Wild Hunt slash the Green Pact? Of hey, don't fuck with the forest; the forest won't fuck with you. Yeah, mm. that's that's kind of that's kind of my thought that. that the green pact keeps them somewhat protected. So it's if Ray saying, no, don't fuck with my homies. They're, you know, they're cool. I ain't going to eat you. So don't eat them. Um, yeah. Or something along those lines. I, I yeah. Know. You've got, if you've got a protection of an earth, the protection of an earth bone, then that's probably going to do wonders for kind of aligning you with Mundus to the point where, yeah. um, anything else so sorry i'm i'm going i'm just assu- i'm now just assuming that diseases are daedra or daedric by default <laughs> i know right it's, it's so stuck much. now <laughs> yeah, it's, it no, this is, so this much. Is good this is why well, i do the thing yeah well see <laughs> I, I i wonder if because i mean i know in eso we find uh instances of bosmer who have kind of abandoned the green pact um mm-hmm. and there's one who talks about i even ate a salad <laughs> like it's this huh, kind of kind of yeah. thing. But I wonder if if those Bosmer who choose to turn away from the Green Pact, I wonder if they suddenly become susceptible. Mm. I mean, there's no real answer to that. Yeah, I was going to say we don't have any examples of that, do we? Yeah, I mean, but it's 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 kind of time to go perform some thought. experiments on Bosmer. Be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm just trying to think, there was that. 
there was that sort of underclass of people who have kind of been pushed out because they don't follow the Green Pact, um, oh. or something mm. like that, um, or not, or, or am I thinking Somerset? Um, uh, there was definitely an underclass in Somerset, but that yeah. surprises no one. Um, I'm going to pull up the Green Pact here and see if yeah. there are. I'm sure I remember hearing somewhere Red that, that it, poison resist. Hmm. the ooze was almost a place where people just went when mm. they were expelled. There's, um, in the notes here, it says the sect of Bosmer, known to the others as the Oathbreakers, refused to agree to the Green Pact in ancient There we go. <laughs> but this is, this Good is on an you. ancient time. So this, this, is, this is a group of Bosmer who, when the pact was made, said, nah, yeah. uh, they were like subdued. Tomatoes. They were subdued and buried in ooze. Yep. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I was going to say that um, if, if they've got a kind of a lot of kind of fetid imagery and just disease ridden and that sort of thing, that would enhance that kind of interpretation. I mean, it doesn't give it anything definite, but it kind of lends credence to the idea that the Green Pact makes you healthy. Yeah. Yeah, which I don't think anybody buys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm 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 sitting here thinking of like the carnivore diet, and I'm like, yeah, that that, that was a fad. <laughs> that shit didn't work. Um. Uh, so, do, um, like, well, actually, know, special tofu meat. Failing one. Oh, that, <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay, so uh, symptoms and transmission, uh, symptoms and treatment of the Gnahatan uh, flu. Uh, it was literally a flu, like. Mm-hmm. What I'm reading about. The worst of the symptoms could be alleviated by sorghum tea and chicken broth. Aww. You guys. Chicken noodle soup, man. I, I, had, I had some pork Although, bone broth the other day. Just to bring it back to... Oh, yeah, I saw a mud crab the other day. Yeah, To bring it back to hideous creatures situation. Um, the onset of symptoms, as they describe it, and the um, as you kind of die about 48 hours to... Um, yeah. After developing symptoms, hella so, fast. Yeah, yeah. So then there kind of has to be a, a good amount of time where you're infectious but asymptomatic. Oh, it says here um, how the disease spread is not definitively known. One source claims it was airborne, while another yeah. claims it was spread through physical contact with the uh, victim's particular rash, while another claims that it was spread by five G towers. The latter theory is supported by, I'm sorry, the latter theory is supported by reports that infected people who covered their rashes with clothing and bandages were less contagious or, you know, went out and bought really kitschy uh, face masks off of um, a Redbubble. By the way, uh, speaking of Redbubble, uh, um, uh, uh, Restless League on Redbubble now has um, uh, Socks. socks and masks. They have socks and masks now. Uh, you can yeah. literally get a mask with the um, uh, a Lorcanic um, uh, scarab. scarab on it, which is pretty nice. dope. Those those Guar socks are calling my name. Uh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think what is it that uh, that swamp jelly with who's washing his hands is just about the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen. In my life. Man, like, I definitely need that mask with the um, with the scarab beetle. Mm-hmm. I need that in my life now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I got that on order, and I got another one with the. Uh, uh, I got a JoJo meme one that I couldn't pass up. So, um, oh yeah, I'm I'm on uh, season three of JoJo now. And completely oh, don't don't do don't you fucking derail me, dude. It doesn't take much work. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, to, to get us a bit back on on traffic then. Uh yeah, so. <clears throat> Uh, 
so here, nice. so you know, um, they actually mention in the um, in the uh, uh, in the article in the UESP article that the reaction to the hot and flu was very much like the spread of other flus in real life, in which case they they uh, 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 cordoned off uh, areas that were infected. They refused to let people off of boats who uh, had the infection uh, to disastrous results. Um, and it, I, I mean, reading stuff like this is, it's interesting to see, you know, when the Elder Scrolls universe patent goes after, like, you know, some of the tragedies of real life. I find it very interesting that nobody in the writing team at ZeniMax Online ever thought up the idea that there would be people who didn't think the Nahatan flute existed. Like, nobody on the writing team thought of that. It's a hoax to limit my rights to travel up the Nibbane Basin. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, so of all the, of all the ridiculous shit that the writers came up with at ZeniMax, Online, uh, at ZeniMax Online, none of them were imaginative enough to think that people could be that fucking stupid. Uh, what is it they say? Truth is stranger than fiction? Yeah, yeah right? Exactly. Right? I mean, so, but, but that actually got me thinking. Like, one, one of the... Uh, the uh, there was, was an article I was reading about people who don't um, immunize their uh, children. And uh, um, one of the reasons why uh, people were speculating this might be the case is because it's been so long since we've had a major disease outbreak in mm -hmm. the United States that the uh, people don't remember things like the terrors of polio and other stuff. Um, so they don't... Tuberculosis, measles. Yeah, exactly. And it made me sort of think, and this is kind of something that I think, uh, you know, that listeners and, and viewers might want might, might to experiment with if you're doing some world building in Elder Scrolls, is what events happened at certain periods during games? Like, for example, uh, during Skyrim, if you think back, like four or five hundred years, what catastrophic events or similar happened that people have that have gotten that's gotten fuzzy in people's memories that they might start reacting in a weird way to, you know, like, for example, the Dwemer. How long after the Dwemer disappeared do you think it took for people in Tamriel to start going, oh, the Dwemer never existed in the first place or the Dwemer existed and they were really great and they were killed by me or some well, other ridiculous Palmer. conspiracy theory. Yeah. You know, um, well, I, I think people forgot about the Falmer altogether. Right. I mean, they like when they you became, find the Falmer, I think it's they became boogeymen and pixies. Oh, that that's right. That's what it was. Yep. Thanks. Um, all right. So uh, that's true. It did happen with the Falmer. That's right. Um, that, you know, people for, well, uh, people don't remember what happened to the Falmer because they weren't around back then. So, or, or people who were around during the Falmer aren't now. So, uh, yeah, in Skyrim, they became, yeah, they, they became like, like you said, like the boogeymen, like pixies or something. And, uh, I'm, I'm wondering if people would look at like the oblivion crisis and go, yeah, right. Yeah. Da yeah. Uh, right. Daedric fuel can't melt white gold tower. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it, it doesn't sound like a long time in the Elder Scrolls, but it's two hundred years. Two hundred years ago, we were having a, the Civil War. Right. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's that's a good long time. The example I keep coming up with is is I just ask people, well, did George Washington have wooden teeth or not? Yeah. 
And, 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 yeah, I remember and you people, asking me that. I knew the inevitably, answer. they're sitting there thinking, wait, did he? I don't remember. And I'm like, that was the first president of the United States, and you don't know whether or not he had wooden teeth or not. That's some. Yeah. That's kind of fucking huge. And Which, it's because it was so far, it was so long ago that people that things mm-hmm. fade in memory, and you just don't, you know. And, and you know, did he or did he not chop down a cherry tree? It, I mean, of course he fucking didn't. But I mean, like, but but for a minute there, you go, wait. Which as <laughs> I happen, to, I happen to know the answer. He had a collection. He he had dentures and implants that were uh, made from a variety of human teeth, um, yeah. walrus ivory. And there were some wooden ones yeah. in there as mm-hmm. well. You didn't have um, like a set of wooden. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't literally I, I wooden. Would also, <laughs> yeah, um, I would also like to sort of expand on that, and that it can also be not just uh, like not simply due to a kind of cultural memory loss, which is possible. Um, it also has to do with narratives that are set by subsequent groups or people in power structures. Mm-hmm. So, um, case in point, um, in America, you have the idea of the lost cause in the South, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Here in Canada, it's not really talked about, um, but what's not really mentioned is here, we really tend to just make what happens before Confederation, which is when Canada became a self-governing nation, as like a little footnote of, yeah, some things happen here, but you only really need to know the bullet points. And then we got Canada, and then we focus on stuff. <laughs> What's left out is the century of serious conflict and bloodshed with the French and with the natives. Mm-hmm. Like a yep. century of straight conflict. And yet our history is painted as, oh, yeah, no, we we're very peaceful, very fine. You know, we worked with people. Here's examples where we worked well with natives and other groups. So, you know, there wasn't like five different wars in Acadia over a 60-year period, including a civil war. Yeah. Rebellions before Canada was a thing that led to the reason why we have government in the first place. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about that. It's fine. Yeah, Oscar in chat is pointing out an interesting thing. What about the left-handed elves? I mean, uh, Zenimax Online would suggest that those aren't, that they were the, um, uh, oh, God. The armor? Maomer, yeah, thank you. Wow, Maomer, yeah, um, and uh, Mal, Mal, um, uh, and uh, Mal, and Chairman um, Maomer, uh, (laughs) yeah, and uh, uh, and that they weren't called the left-handed elves at all, but the idea that maybe the red, the red guard, um, you know, the cultural memory, um, just sort of twisted them into the left-handed elves. As a, as a, you know, either by accident or as an attempt to sort of cover up the idea that maybe they're still around and maybe we didn't b- kill them all and maybe the, you know, Pancrato sword technique isn't really a fucking uh, end all be all to a whole fucking race. Um, I mean, I would still yeah, give it time and maybe people forget about Jigalag. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe they'll even forget about Dre. Worst things have happened. Thank you. Thank Bravo, you. Sir. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Okay, on on the subject of um, the the left-handed elves and the red guards, um, it is something I actually kind of wanted to talk to because we know that um, it was something I did want to bring up as like just kind of little side note about all this disease stuff is um, within the context of the red guards and the left-handed elves, we know that elves in general, or at least the Altmer, are very much uh, prone to being infected by diseases. 
Um, and this is usually seen as they've sort of traded their ability for magicka and magic for being very vulnerable to disease. Like you cough on them, they get sick for like years kind of thing. Now, a part of me is wondering if maybe the Red Guards kind of did something like that back in the day, an early kind of, not genetic, uh, biological warfare, Mm -hmm. perhaps. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we reproduce faster than them. If we just make them sick, we don't have to fight them all, considering they're, as we openly admit, technologically superior until the point where we literally required a god hero of mankind to bring us auric health weapons so we could fight them on equal standing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, th- there is a lot that we don't know about it. And on a separate note, I would challenge the notion that um, left-handed elves are, are still there uh, because I got an interesting kind of, um, it was basically a Facebook like um, from MK when I pointed out uh, in one of the old groups um, that uh, in, in Dharmic theory, there's there's two ways. There's the left-handed path and the right-handed path. Right. Being orthodox and unorthodox, basically. Yeah. Left-handed being the unorthodox path. Uh, specifically in mm-hmm. Hinduism, this is Vamachara, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's seen as like the, oh, no, I shouldn't do that. But there are some people who do it anyway. Um, and seeing as how there's been a lot of dharmic influence on the Elder Scrolls world, especially because of people like MK, I thought, hey, wait a second, maybe this is how um, we should sort of think about the left-handed elves sometimes. And when you see that big fat Michael Kirkbride like this, it's kind yeah. of like a, getting a big thumbs up from uh-huh. God, right? Yeah, so, yeah. You I mean, kind of go, all right, maybe okay, I should so think about this more seriously. I get a note yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's um, the way the way he explained it to me was the idea that the left-handed elves were called left-handed not necessarily because they were literally left-handed, but because yes. they were. It was a not like us. It was a Adra versus Daedra. It was a. It was this yeah. is us. We're right-handed, not like us. Left-handed, sinister. The sinister elves, you know. Yeah. Um, and, since sinister and means also, left-handed, or and that's whatever. also yeah. why I make the argument that the left-handed elves were not all elves. Right. Yeah, could be. Conspiracy yeah. time. It's a, well, yes. well. I mean, you know, I mean, also uh, Kirkbride and Kuhlman were also kind of of the mind that the original character creation system for Morrowind had you select a race, but then to determine your abilities, you selected a culture. Yeah. So the race yeah. determined the way you look, but then the bonuses you got to stats and everything like that were culturally based, not you know yeah, right. whatever. Hmm. Okay. Which I mean, can you imagine that would that would have changed our conversation would be nice i'm, I'm a black man from argonia it yeah. would be brilliant it would yeah. be brilliant but yeah it would be really interesting mm, um fun. anyway shall we talk about corpus for a bit yes yeah okay uh, so should. oh right, right. sorry corpus. um one oh. thing before we talk about corpus just another quick little thing about disease um and i forgot to ask it earlier when it was more relevant can we consider lycanthropy and vampirism to be diseases uh, okay, I, 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 all right. So I really like the idea of vampirism and uh, lycanthropy being uh, diseases. I like them. I like that idea because I like it. It does explain why pretty much any race can be a vampire. You can have, best of my knowledge, you can have an Argonian vampire. You can have a Khajiit vampire um, if you're both furry and goth. Um, 
and you can you can do those things because lycanthropy is not um restricted to race and then so classifying it as a curse or a disease or where the or the delta of the two in elder scrolls makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. um i also like it because it implies that up to a certain point uh, before which the disease has run its course at least with lycanthropy i believe and but definitely with vampirism you can get a cure right um And I uh, and it's sort of um, it eats away a little bit at the validity of the cultural identity of vampires. Um, I like it because it fits in with the idea of it being Daedric in origin, because Molag Bal created um, uh, vampires. And uh, and I think you could probably argue that Hircine, I think, created uh, werewolves. He's called the father of man beasts. There's actually Hmm. no there. There, there is some sort of story about doing things with a bear, that, um, or something that br- that brings him up with, as a werewolf. But well, um, there are bears in Solstheim. Yeah, I, I, also, I can't remember whether or not were bears are the kind of the original were creature or not. But uh, that might just be, be confusing Hercene's bear aspect with the were beast stuff. Um, but. It definitely kind of feels that that's that that sort of a way that um no oh, I've I've lost my train of thought sorry I'm gone mm-hmm. it's like ash yeah Arctic a little bit yeah it 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 basically it once it once it proceeds too far you're boned yeah, yeah. and um that that's kind of uh well uh, well actually HIV is the the virus AIDS is the condition. It's a little bit like how COVID is the virus, but what you actually die of is pneumonia. Um, so, uh, in in the case of um, anyway, so yeah, so I, again, we're kind of getting like I'm, I'm I'm sort of feeling like this this endorsement again in in Elder Scrolls lore for diseases as a uh, as a Daedric you know summoning kind of thing. Um, yeah. Do we ever get an explanation as to why we get different vampiric strains? Because uh, uh, in the ordinary in the ordinary world, we'd get <clears throat> we get virus mutation and so on. Sure, but for hmm. curses, um, and particularly given that it was so directly connected to Lamaibal, Lamaibal uh, Fag, sorry, uh, or how you pronounce her surname um, at the start. So why would why would that shift? Yeah, that's the part I don't get. It, 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 it's the reason why vampires were able to identify other vampires from other clans. It's because they, they were infected with a different strain of vampirism. Yeah. Um, it, it, if, you, if you look at it like in terms of mutation, like they're different strains, it's COVID-18 versus COVID-19, it's fine. Um, I, I don't, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't really... I don't know, man. I mean, I honestly, I think what it comes down to is that, you know, whoever was writing the, the vampire content for Morrowind was just really into Vampire of the Masquerade. I think. Yeah. Which I think I think that was actually something that uh, mm-hmm. um, I, I remember. I think it was Ted Peterson who was talking about that. Would have been Tedders. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He uh, I think that um, was in that big like um, celebration of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I, 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 yeah, because because yeah, because I think it had to do with the 
like they played the the uh um you know the the kind of uh original elder scrolls tabletop game where mm-hmm. we get all our games from um they started with that and then they kind of got away from it and started playing vampire the masquerade instead <laughs> and i remember i remember as you do in the early 90s yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um yeah and I, I i think that's just sort of what sort of inspired it um that's uh obviously of course the boring explanation um but uh those same reasons are very various like yeah i know doc but because it's cool isn't really a lore you know you gotta lore it so um i i, I would probably I, I don't know if i if you if you bend my arm behind my back and told me I had to decide on something. I would say that I, I like the idea of it being like a mutation or a strain of the same virus. Um, but that also sort of implies that we could, we, there could be additional strains of the, of the lycanthropy or the, uh, uh, um, uh, vampiric viruses as well, which, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, could be yeah. polyphoric vampirism. We have an example of that of that in the law there's actually um there's actually a vampire who's creating her own strain she's doing literal experiments to make um to Mm. make a perfect perfected strain um to to have to create another disease to inflict on vampires okay um to um to change to change what they are to get back to kind of the original stuff um so there's possibly some way of modify of of, mo- of modifying the strain, and that implies that you can naturally change stuff as well. So I don't know, unless hmm, unless con- conspiracy theory, um, the different strains of vampirism are periite corrupting things because of natural order and stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm thinking just kind of some something something natural order, something something periite is trying to alter the purview of other David princes as an oblivion power play. <clears throat> does he, does periite think, co- make diseases or just collect them? That's a really good question, Arctic. Also, mm. I think there's something in the lore about Clavicus Vile owns mm-hmm. a strain of vampirism or something like that. <laughs> he keeps uh, it in a little jar on his shelf. <laughs> they, uh, they, they, they still acknowledge Baal as their creator. But they, it's they've they've changed over who their patron is. So it's uh, I like think that's that's the uh, else. the Cyrodiilic Vampirum Order. I think. Yeah. Because mm, yes. it, it would be very awkward to explain why you're a vampire and also worshiping Bolag Ball, despite the fact that you're also fighting him. Yeah, I, I did time. have <laughs> I, I did have people try to tell me one time that all the different strains were uh, brought about because those groups worship different deities okay hmm. okay uh, like possible i mean i mean it, it, i guess that's i guess it's plausible but i i mean i don't really buy it personally mm. so let's talk about corpus um, yeah corpus so uh, of these these um diseases in general corpus is different Mm-hmm. And the reason why corpus is different is because of the because corpus, unlike other diseases which are there to make you sick and or kill you, corpus is, does not kill you. Oh. Corpus is the um, if it if if you consider it a disease and it is airborne, it's the extension of the house of Dagothur. The house of me. Yeah, and. Yeah. Um, 
in that respect, it is an involuntary infection of um, a person's soul by another person's soul. Um, and that's kind of what makes the corpus disease interesting is, first off, by the way, it's transmitted, which is not entirely clear. Um, it seems to be transmitted airborne, much like the blight, but that's never really definitively proven one way or the other. You catch it because you kill Dagoth Garys. Yeah. Or the Hortator does, excuse me. And then, um, or to say the Reverine does. And then the, uh, there are people in the game who are in uh, sleepers who have been infected by it, but have not reached the stage in which they turn into a, a, a corpus monster. And the stages of uh, infection of uh, the corpus disease as monitored by uh, Diveth Fear are... Um, well, effectively, what he seems to imply is that he doesn't really speak specifically about how infection happens, but he says that it's, it begins that, that the first um, uh, um, sign of infection is that you begin to experience um, dreams of Dagothur. Yep. And that it's sort of implies to me, and I like this idea, that um, the disease infects you uh, by, through dreams, through subconscious thought. So that a, a person can be infected with corpus uh, and uh, by uh, uh, conceptually by just having the kind of um, belief system that might match somewhat um, Dagother's personality, or just having a a, 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 a predisposition to um, minimizing your ego, or, uh, um, or, or 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 in some cases. Um, your next door neighbor, who's an absolute motherfucker, slipped a uh, sixth house uh, sigil underneath your bed, and that's what's giving you the dreams, is because somebody's purposefully infected you by giving you a sixth house, um, uh, what, what you call it? Um, statue. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah they, statue. they call them specifically, it's, it's a... Um, ash statue. Yeah, ash statue. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, th there are different takes on that, actually, because they... they public dungeon, one of the public dungeons in Vardenfell is Cogroon. Um, and you and you go you go through that, um, and the person that you're sent to find has kind has basically become part of the sixth house because of who she is. Um, it kind of play it kind of plays along with the whole kind of the the, the narrative of poison song. Um, that um, that certain certain people who were part of House Dagoth can be kind of reactivated, if you like. Yeah, um, yeah. That was that was kind of what I saw. That that yeah. Corpus is almost, um, it's, I don't know how to describe. It's it's almost like a like a key that unlocks this uh, this bloodline that you have, and if you don't have the bloodline, then you turn into this beast. Yeah. Because I mean, I think in in the original uh, documents, the the uh, concept art that that MK did, um, yeah, it shows that uh, uh, that that ash creatures they're getting closer and closer to divinity. And that's mm -hmm. why their heads are bursting open, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I think I think he calls yep. it a star wound mm -hmm. in, the, in 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 the face. The void of the uh, yeah yeah. yeah. 
Um, and so, I mean, I, I always kind of assumed that it, it diverges in those two paths. Either you're a beast or you become an ash, ash creature, which can, you know, it goes through its stages until you become a, uh, an ascended sleeper. Um, I think, I mean, I think that's kind of the apex. Mm-hmm. You can go from ash slave yeah. to, to um, mm. ash ghoul, to ash poet, to ash. Uh, <clears throat> isn't slipper. there also ash vampire in there somewhere? Ash yeah. vampires, those are specifically um, Dagoth Ur's, I mean, he, he calls them his kin. So okay. they're, they're specifically, I, I assume, based on dialogue and, and descriptions and everything, I assume <clears throat> that the ash vampires are members of House Dagoth when it was alive that were brought mm. back by Dagother and so they were like his generals maybe mm. um and and so they're they're his you know highest so that's that's why they have you know the third eye that's, mm. that's closed in their in right. their heads. yeah because uh, they're about to awaken but they haven't yeah uh, yeah right. yeah um uh, on on the subject of corpus though and I do really like what we've talked about so far and how it can be spread in a very different way because it is a very different disease at the same time, we also see um, quite clearly what is an attempt at quarantine, the ghost fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in that sense, it also kind of spreads or at least is being responded to in the means of a typical disease. So, hey, we mm-hmm. got to build this ghost fence to prevent the blight and other diseases and all the ash vampires from roaming around the, I, the I, ash I, lands I, and, and hidden cities like all ruined and I don't think I don't think the ghost fence was actually erected to keep diseases. Uh, no, I, I, I know that that wasn't its sole purpose, but I'm just saying that it's also part of its function. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, because it right. seems like it was it was supposed to keep blighted creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But, yeah. but when you've got when you've got um, Jesus Christ. When, when you when you've got cliff racers that can fly over it, yeah. they, they've got blight. I mean, All right? Well, it's 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 not there to stop the blight; it's there to stop corpus. The, 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 so, well, yeah, corpus, corpus yes. contain Dagother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's containing, like you said, it's containing the monsters uh, inside of Red Mountain. But uh, even the tribunal are conscious that sooner or later they're going to spill out, and yeah. it's it's yeah. a you know. I mean, it, it's 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 kind of a testament to the tribunal's failing power, I think, because it's that they yeah, built a wall. But well, yeah, I mean they and, yeah. and it has to be it has to be powered by souls, um, and and so they can't use their own divine abilities to to keep the the actual barrier active. Um, it requires the souls, and even then, it's just not effective. It's um. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's they're they're trying so hard, and just nothing they do is working mm-hmm. uh, because because Dagother is growing stronger and they're growing weaker. He well, protect, they're they're attack, fighting change. That's back. yeah. It's it's uh uh right. Um, it's one of the things that uh uh. It's one of the interesting things about Dagother. One of the many interesting things about Dagother that talking about um, Morrowind and Dagother again. Check that on that Dingo. that he that he's spreading, um, that that he's distributing a, a type of enlightenment. Um, mm-hmm. the 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 battle between Dagother's 
metaphysics and Vivex are is is very interesting. The way that both of them were inspired by the same entity, Lorcan, but um, because Dagother uh, either interpreted it incorrectly or received it incorrectly, or it was the wrong place, wrong time, whatever. Um, Dagother got a very different opinion than Vivek did about the nature of reality and about his own nature. Um, and the end result is you get like this really different kind of uh, uh, conflict where um, uh, it's, it's like two different people reading the same textbook and getting two completely different results. You know, they, they or the same work of fiction or whatever. They, they you know, Dagothur read it and said, oh, I get it. Everything is me and I'm going to become and I'm, I'm going to spread myself and everything will eventually become me. And then Vivek reads it and goes, oh, I get it. Everything is already me and I am also everything else. And it's already happened and I just haven't seen it yet. And that's it, it, it. Yeah. And, and, and then their approach then varies completely because as I mean, as with any good bad guy, Dagother is convinced that he's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'd be, it, it frankly, to be an easier pitch, honestly, if Corpus turned you into this eight foot tall, fabulous golden God, you know, but instead it turns you into a zombie and that's hard to pitch. Marketing is going to have a hard time with that. You know, that, the, the, the zombies thing <clears throat> almost strikes me as something that's, um, it's an inherent clash with what the um, with what the heart is and what and what um, Mundus is. If I can yeah. just get my, mm-hmm. my, my thoughts right, that it's <clears throat> um, it's almost the um, it's kind of it's it's the it's part of the original Arabist or at least another subgradient kind of leaking into Mundus, mm-hmm. and because Mundus isn't built to contain that sort of stuff. Right. Um, that it start it starts to grow and leak and burst out, uh, if you like. It will it will it will warp what um, what um, what is whatever is containing it because it's it's not um, because mortal hardware isn't meant to handle that. Um, well, it's a tentacle flute, Doc. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you can play it. Yeah, which which is interesting given. Uh, Degather's association with music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm older than music. <clears throat> uh, and also, I mean, personally, <clears throat> I think the Ascended Sleepers look an awful lot like uh, the Sleepers of Hermes Mora. Mm-hmm. The Sleepers, the, the Seekers. Yep. Um, and, so, and so, given uh, Hermes Mora's uh, connection to uh, possibly the, the entire Arbus and, and how mm. music plays into that, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know. It's... it's uh, there's a connection there somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, and also that, you know, Dagother has a, a, such a strong relationship with the, um, well, um, does Dagother develop his fascination with music because of his association with the Dwemer or because of his association with Lorcan? And if it's because of his association with Lorcan, did, Dwe- did the Dwemer develop tonal architecture because of their association with the heart? Um, I thought it also um, had to do with the Charmat playing his I got, own tune. I got the impression that the Dwemer developed tonal architecture explicitly to mess with the heart. It was just, um, we've got mm. this thing, and how do we use it? <clears throat> I, mean, I mean, I, I, I say, por que no los dos? Okay, yeah. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um... 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, the the fact that Corpus is sort of a uh, a, a disease generated not by Daedra uh, classifies it as something that we haven't seen before or since in the Elder Scrolls universe. Um, so it's an interesting, it, you know, it's very interesting, but uh, there's a whole game about it. <laughs> you yeah. should probably go play it because, <laughs> because yeah, this, yeah. yesterday was the 18th anniversary of Morrowind. Yes. So as, as, a, as somebody put it on true STL, Fargoth is legal now, kids. <laughs> you don't have to feel guilty for fapping the pictures of Fargoth anymore. I think you and I are, are about to become, become very, very close friends. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, anything uh, else we want to talk about or have we kind of ground to a halt? Um, I, mean, I don't no, think I don't... covered it because I wanted to talk about disease within the meta commentary of the dream slash the arbor slash existence, which we covered with Dagoth Earth. So there we go. I mean, well, we, we, really, we really didn't talk about Periite as such a whole lot. Well, didn't we do a we cast can... for Periite? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. LJ there? Oh, no, I'm pretty sure not. LJ was on it. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. then then we're probably fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, we, we we talked about Perrier when it was relevant. Because I, I don't think I don't think we've done all the princes. No, we haven't. No. Yet. No. We just did a few. We also haven't we also haven't done all the um the gods. Like we did the eight or nine main divines, but we yeah. haven't done like the extras like Cerebane, Ifray, Finaster. Mm -hmm. Matt, no, I think there is a Magnus cast somewhere, but like probably well, do there, a there was, cast there was, if we have. There was an observer cast, which mm -hmm. I mean, that, that was a lot of Magnus talking there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Magnus looks at you through his giant hole. He judges me. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we <laughs> should probably do a Hoon cast at some point. Um, so that's that'd be smart. And. Uh, yep. There isn't a Hermes Mora cast and I am writing. Well, don't do not do that. Jesus. Um, <laughs> all right. Could probably get one done. Uh, oh, yeah. I suppose we could start rattling off Daedra. Do we, we have could. another thing that we want to do? Daedra or like extra Etata gods? Like, uh, I mean, we could, we, could, we could just do like an all-encompassing, hey, let's do all these gods that really we don't have a whole lot of information <laughs> for. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll get a list of them and then yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. but I think we'll I think we probably need to do the the data that haven't already been covered first. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I'll, 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 oh yeah. I'll, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, which, which, so we'll get to work on that, and yeah. uh, we'll see everybody means, else in chat later. Which uh, that, yeah, which means that next time we'll be if we're going to do our traditional thing or the alphabetical thing, then we're we starting with Azura. Oh God! Like, there's no content on Azura. Nobody knows anything about her. <laughs> <laughs> um, before before we go, uh, the Telmore Independent Press is back in production. Yay! So, um, there was there was a weird like I swear it was November, and all of a sudden it's April. Uh, <laughs> weird dragon break issue. Some, yeah, exactly. A thousand yeah, and eight years so, happened like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'm just going to continue from oh, maybe June onwards to go through May and, and uh, put put it together. And then we'll... Okay. Uh, I've, I've commissioned Excellent. some artwork for the cover, so that should be cool. Terrific. Um, yeah. 
And, uh, my, my dog wants to go for a walk. And that's, yeah, that's I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, so I gotta go. The dog. I, gotta gotta go I heard you him. say bye. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anybody else got anything? Do you want to go for a walk? <laughs> no, just the nope. obligatory selectives law cast is actually a podcast now. Yep, we're yeah. real, we're big boys now. Yep, it is. It is. Yeah. It is out on most podcasters at this point. Yep, find us I wherever mean, it is I that mean, you find your other podcasts. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, yeah. you guys are on that podcast. It's still not at episode twenty-five yet. Yeah. yeah, and um, and Doc is saying, don't forget to join the selectives Discord. Well, oh yes, well, we never plug our Discord. Yeah, by all means. Oh, yeah, 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 there yeah, it is. Plug the Discord now, then. Yeah, okay. Don't 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 wash your face. Don't touch your hands. Something. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Bye. Spoken <laughs> like bye. a true American. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got a damn right. Buddy.